Hello, today we are going to talk about addictions. I know that this can sound as if it's a topic um, overspoken about, but at the same time, I find that qualifying and understanding better addictions can make us have a better understanding and I think even more compassion towards our own self. So when somebody asks me if I had ever had any addiction, my immediate answer would be no. Now, let's understand better. How do we explain and what, uh, what is it that I'm talking about in terms of what is an addiction and what isn't an addiction? So commonly, when somebody asks that, immediately I'll think about drugs, consumption of any drugs that's not legalized, which I don't have. However, let's think about describing addictions in a different way. So let's qualify an addiction. So it would be any behavior that a person finds temporary pleasure, relief, or need. Therefore, they crave this behavior. But in the long run, they suffer negative consequences. But unfortunately, there's something beyond them that they can't give that up. Now, let's think about what could that be. You can think about all drugs, the big spectrum of drugs, the legal and the illegal ones. And then we can think about um, TV, sex, gambling, workaholism, which tends to be a massive, massive one. And it's completely, uh, you know, it passes under the radar, but it's, some, it's a really, really, really big one. Shopping, um, distraction, even physical activity, even though we can think about physical activity as being something good, um, and some people can go to an extent, like I've seen this in, in triathletes, they can go to an extent of really harming their physical bodies because they just can't stop. They can't stop um, because they're addicted to the byproduct of whatever they're practicing, the endorphins and um, the feel-good hormones. So when we think about addictions being put this way, and I was looking deep into that concept and observing what is it that I do nonstop. And for me, very frankly, it was work. So I hid a lot of my addictions in one realm, which is very justifiable, right? So I am a single mom, so it justifies that I have to put all that effort in my work. Now, I know for a fact that this is an addiction. Now, let's think about the following. The question is not what is your addiction, right? So it's like, what do you consume? And this is not the question that's really interesting. But the interesting question is like, what did you like about the addiction that you had? And what did it give to you? So I'll speak for myself. In my situation, it's the feeling of control. It's the feeling of handling things, of working really hard so I know what's going to happen tomorrow. I know that my, my child is safe. I know that I can afford. I know that I can pay. And most importantly, it's a sense of self, a sense of purpose. It's not necessarily all financial. If this was true, all workaholics would be people that actually need the money, and this is not the case. So this is just an example of how this can be hiding in, in so many ways. So let's think about this. The addiction is not the problem, but whatever you're addicted to is an attempt to solve a problem. And the million dollar question is like, how did this problem even start? Right, so this is what we really want to understand. When you ask people about what they like about the addiction that they have or they used to have, 
normally you'll find that beneath the behavior, hiding under the behavior, is a relief from pain. It's a need to control. It's to escape from reality. It's to deal with anxiety. It's to cover loneliness. It's to hide frustration. It's to hide self-limitation or low self. So, you know, you drink, you feel powerful, you have courage to dance, you have to courage to talk to, to people socially. So you'll understand why people do what they do. Um, so the question is not really why the addiction, and I think we focus too much on, on this word, but to start to understand why the pain, as if it's just an attempt to solve pain. Um, whenever we think about that, um, what happens is because we're trying to solve a problem, we try to consume whatever we are, whatever we're addicted to. And very unfortunately, it causes the temporary relief but it just magnifies that pain even more. It starts with pain and it ends in pain, as Eckhart Tolle normally says when he's talking about addictions. And it's funny to understand, even the ADD or, you know, when you have that very active brain, we understand one thing. Even that, you know, what, what do we do? We start medicating these kids or we medicate the adult instead of, instead of looking on what's behind the behavior, what's happening, that looking specifically, imagine that you can just separate and you look at the person's behavior, right? So it's an, it's an, a disassociation. A person that suffers from that kind of disorder had something going on for them in the past, in most likely in a childhood trauma, they couldn't deal with, they didn't feel equipped. So basically, you check out. And from checking out, you get the relief of not having to deal with whatever is present. So disassociation is an adaptation to trauma. You tune out of a situation. And it's a way that you actually feel much safer than being there, uh, you know, in a body of a child, trying to deal with things that you don't feel emotionally equipped. So it's very important that we start understanding and reorganizing you know, when we talk about recovery, recovery, it's, it's something that we have to discover, right? So discover means taking out the cover, looking, looking beneath and trying to find out what's happening beneath. It's very important that whenever we are talking about addictions, we have to think about addictions and trauma connected. Every addict is a traumatized person. So we can't necessarily punish someone for their pain instead of trying to help them understand why the pain is there and what are the resources that we can offer that person to look at the trauma from a different perspective, understand, reorganize, right? I wouldn't say uh, stop the trauma because it's something that has happened in the past, but we learn how to understand and resignify and therefore find another story. You know how to park that story internally so you can then move forward in life. Is it possible to imagine that there is any human being that was raised from birth to an adulthood without trauma? No. And I'll tell you why. Trauma is any experience that you have lived, that you have witnessed, that you have imagined, uh, that affects you in a way that you don't feel capable or resourceful enough at that specific moment to have a proper response, to understand, digest, react, and make peace with. So let's imagine that with trauma, your body is feeling a really huge outburst of emotion. 
which could be, could be terror, which could be fear, hopelessness, not understanding, conflict, when a child is very overwhelmed or confused, and this locks in the trapped energy inside the body. So we can understand that if you have something trapped, imagine that every time you live a trauma, a snapshot of that moment of that energy is taken. And that picture of you energetically is stuck on your subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind runs your program. So let's say the person has repeated stories or repeated traumas, maybe even from the same nature. And we keep on reinforcing the trauma, making it bigger, solidifying the trauma in the person's subconscious mind. How we work towards that, first of all, is understanding that's a fact. And again, something important to realize is it doesn't matter how many traumatic experiences you have lived, witnessed, or imagined in the past, or even in your childhood, but what did you do with it? How well could you process those traumas? Right, So it's impossible not to have them, but to be more wholesome is to be able to process those traumas. I also, I, the, the metaphor that I use a lot is like swallowing a, a grenade. So there's an explosion, uh, imagine an energetic explosion, and you become someone scattered. There are pieces of you all around you. And one bigger piece, let's say, will start taking command over your life and all the other pieces are left circulating around your energy field. Normally, the most resourceful piece is a shutdown piece. It can't be one of the scattered pieces that tend to be over-emotional. It's not helpful, right? And we sometimes understand that if we get attached to that piece, we will not be able to move forward. So what we do normally, these are the pieces that we are disassociated from. They are hovering around us, but we can't really connect to them. And because of the fear of being disconnected to emotions, most of the time, people that experience trauma become controlling of their environments because of the fear of being caught off guard. Normally, when you notice um, people or in adults, you will see adults that develop a super sharp sense of observation. It's the, it's the child that's playing, but they can pick up sounds around the house. They know when the dad walks through the door and the dad has a funny energy, so therefore they know that mom might be in danger if you're coming from a, a violent and an abusive home. You understand that something bad is about to happen. So it becomes a survival skill. So since very young, that person will develop that capacity, that survival instinct of being ultra alert all the time. So you can imagine what that does to your nervous system. We will talk more about that in a later, in a later series. But right now, the idea is just to give you a broad view of what you can be living and you don't even know. Observing how these behaviors can impact our relationships, it's easy. You might notice that you have a lot of things that are said about you or you say to other people that sounds pretty much like a full on repeat. Some maybe pay attention to what is it that you have heard since you were a child a lot about you? What is it that you did or didn't do? What did you get scolded about or not? When did you feel ignored or you feel praised? This will give you indication of where your original traumas are. And it really help us, will help us to dig in and find a way to resignify 
Take that script out of your subconscious mind and fill with a new script that serves you better as an adult. I hope that this audio has been helpful for you and it serves as the first step into healing traumatic response.